This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to hear more information about what you hear today, for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva office number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry number is 815-331-8096. Or feel free to visit us on our website, www.kramer.com investmentservices.com. It's spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our website, feel free to view the last couple of podcasts we'd, we put together by clicking on the media library and radio tabs. Or um, if you are subscribers to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can view all of our past shows. So feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Uh, if you want to set up a face-to-face meeting, we're here to help. So today's podcast is going to be on key economic statistics. A number of things have transpired this year, uh, which includes obviously the continuing COVID-19 concerns. Inflation has been something that's uh, been come about. But a lot of people don't realize interest rates are slightly creeping up right now. Uh, We're looking at unemployment benefits and how is that going to affect uh, the market if that's ongoing? Is the stock market overpriced? These are some of the topics we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing so good. So good today. Uh, Great to be here with you, Jim. And thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Key economic statistics. I can't wait. There's a lot going on out there right now with the economy. And uh, a lot of people are really... Uh, talking about what's coming down the pike, you know, and nobody has a crystal ball, but I can't wait to dig into this a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I spent some time outside. I love the fall and the fall weather. This is my favorite time of year. So I've been trying to do that. I did a little bit of that this past week, but a lot of work. I've been working every day. How about you? Oh, it's been busy. I got back from California uh, early last week. It was really busy when I got back with a lot of things going on, but you know, this is what I do, um, and I'm really passionate. I'm, I, I like to get involved in things regarding this. I know a lot of people, they, they shy away from these topics, but this is something I enjoy. And, you know, there's been a lot that's been going on with the, with the stock market. And really, everything that we're talking about today comes down to, well, what's the stock market going to do? Because so many Americans, Tony, as you know, have their money in stocks these days. Many, yeah. many people are foregoing other types of investments and putting their money at risk. And a lot of people are fearful. Hey, should I change this up? Should I keep it going? You know, those are topics that you should have individually with your financial advisor. I sit down and I have those discussions with my clients. 
But I can say this within the last few weeks, you know, we, we, year to date, we've had a, a very good stock market year, but the stock market has been slowing. Last time I talked to you, which was two weeks ago, the S&P 500 was up nearly 20% for the year. Now wow, it's yeah. up 15% for the year. Yeah, it took a little dip. And, and we could see this with the other stock market indices. There's been a slight slowing of the market. And, you know, par for the course when you see good market returns. But a lot of investors are fearful of certain things that are going out there. And even the bond market is sliding. And it did not have a good year to begin with. But it's even no, gone. Bonds haven't been good in a while, yeah, it's, in a long time. And this is why um, people are still pushing money into the stocks is because they don't see any other place where they could go right now, Tony. Sure. Well, plus uh, people have all their savings in 401ks and IRAs, and these are typically always tied to the stock market. So, yeah, they have their portfolios, mutual funds, stock markets, uh, bonds, and it's all usually the, the average uh, person out there has a 401k and that's what it is. And so that's where all their savings are at. So, uh, you know, and they don't know how well balanced they are and it's all at risk. So uh, that is a concern, especially with uh, what we see happening right now. That's right. And so a couple of topics, first off, we're going to talk about, we just, we just discussed the stock market's performance. You know, it's still a good year, even though it's taken a bit of a pullback. Um, a lot of investors are concerned. What if interest rates start to get higher? A lot of people are fearful because inflation, oh, yeah. that what tends to happen is interest rates tend to follow that. And we went through an historically low inflation period of time. So therefore, interest rates were low. And then the fear is because interest rates, I'm sorry, because inflation has spiked up to over 5% this year. And some people are thinking that inflation is going to continue on for the next year, that interest rates are going to start to slowly creep up. And so I, I want to give you a couple of uh, interest rate numbers that a lot of people follow. There's the two-year and there's the 10-year uh, treasury rate. And the beginning of this year, the two-year treasury rate was at an incredibly low 0.11%. And now today, as we wow. look at that, we are, we are still at a really low rate, but it's at 0.29%. 0.29% on a 10-year bond holding is ridiculously low, but it's more than yeah. twice of what it was at the beginning of this year. Now, some, <laughs> some people are going to be concerned about that. I look at it and say, you know, that shouldn't be of a concern to investors right now that are in the stock market because interest rates are still really low. The 10-year treasury rate at the beginning of this year, Tony, was at 0.93%. Now, today, if we look at that, it's up to, and let me make sure I get this right, on the 10-year, we are at, at this moment, 1.47%. So it's okay. really, it's it's higher, but it's still at yeah. the ridiculously low level. So interest right. rates I should not be that, that much. I just heard that the Fed has indicated they, they might raise interest rates. Of course, they say a lot of things, but I know they're talking about raising rates again. And I know the, the Federal Reserve chairman was saying that next year they plan to do slow and steady yes. uh, rate increases, but they do not determine the sole interest rate right. uh, in this country. That's they true. can be an influencer of it, but it's ultimately the interest in these bonds that can help determine the supply, uh, or actually the interest rate. So if, 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 um, big holders of government debt, if they are the buyers per se, and if they feel inflation is going to get really high for quite a period of time, you know, getting sure. a getting a 
a 1.47% on a 10 year is not going to cut it. You, even if they no. raise it to 2%, if inflation is going to be at 5%, a lot of big uh, bondholders of our debt are going to demand a higher rate of return on that. And so that's where I think a lot of investors being forward thinking are getting concerned about will those interest rates cause a pullback in the market? Because now you're given, giving investors more choices. They can put their money perhaps in a fixed rate investment, take some of that money out of the market and go into safety. Um, you know, you'll see this, this, there seems to be a, uh, an effect on interest rates and stocks, you know, higher the rate on the, in, on the interest rates, especially with the government treasuries, you'll tend to see a concern or maybe a slight pullback on the stock market. Um, so that's what really where I think a lot of people are concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interest rates. And that is one key economic, uh, stat you need to watch and be aware of. And I think it's just one more illustration why people need to be working with a financial services professional such as yourself. Well, thanks, Tony. And, you know, interest rates, you know, one never knows where it's all going to go. But I think sure. it's easy to conclude that over time, interest rates are going to go up. Uh, if inflation is yeah, going to be sure. very high over a long period of time, it's going to be a problem for stocks, without a yeah. doubt. All right. And then the next thing we want to talk about is... Uh, COVID-19 or the Delta variant. I know this isn't a fun topic. It's been at, it's been at our doorstep for, you know, well over a year and a half now. And it's an issue that's continuing to be of concern. We keep seeing the total number of cases rising in this country right mm -hmm. now. Now, the, the currently, though, if we're following a seven-day pattern of daily cases in the United States, we're seeing a slight decrease from a peak that happened uh, around the beginning of August. You know, we've seen going back to a year ago, three peaks and valleys that are all very similar to one another. All you have to do is go on to worldometers.info.com. On there, they'll show you the daily case count. And it's really interesting to see the similarities that we seem to go in waves on cases. And back in August of last year, we saw a rise in cases peaking around uh, December of last year, only to go back down. February of this year, it comes back up. And by March, we saw a high, and it's kind of repeating the same pattern as we see it right now. Um, hopefully, we can get this knocked down quite a bit. And I did look at this, um, whether you believe in vaccinations or not, um, if you look at Americans age 12 years or older, the real numbers say by the CDC that 64% of Americans are vaccinated to some degree and at least had their second shot, or if it's the J&J &J shot, had one shot. So we are seeing improvement with vaccinations. Um, we'd like to see some improvement here, though, at the same time with these numbers. The death count is coming down. New cases. I'm sorry. Let me back up. The uh, death count is actually rising at the moment. And at the United States, we're way higher than a lot of other countries right now. Uh, we'd like to see that start to come on down, and hopefully we will. Um, because if it doesn't, that's where it translates into the stock market. You know, I see a lot of states getting very aggressive with that. You know, I was in California. You can't go into anywhere, not even the grocery store, unless you're vaccinated. Uh, <clears throat> so there's a lot of restrictions being put in place. In fact, there are some restrictions as far as what businesses can or can't do. So that could actually hurt government. Uh, it could actually hurt 
total economic output, which could translate into stocks not being quite as profitable. So we hopefully want to see that down. And if it if it continues, you know, governments may talk about, and I'm talking about states, uh, may talk about partial shutdowns. And if that happens, that's going to be terrible news for stocks. Let's hope not, though. Right, right. And that's that's another one. And COVID-19 has had an impact on the economy, for sure, because of all the stimulus that was put out into the uh, into the the United States uh, economy to boost it. Uh, but that has to be paid for at some point. So uh, taxes, I worry about taxes yes. as part of the, the key. Uh, that's probably probably another uh, part of the uh, Huge topic. economy. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a whole separate show. But um, so, uh, COVID-19 and, uh, what's the next one you want to touch well, we on? We talked on the, we touched on this briefly inflation. This is going to be a problem. Oh, huge. And I think it's probably going to be an issue for at least the next 12 months. The New York, uh, Fed Reserve Chairman just said they anticipate over the next 12 months, uh, inflation to remain at the 5% level. Currently it's 5.3%, which is as high as it's been going back at least in at least 13, 14 years. We have not seen anything yeah. like this. So um, almost in the last 20, it's, it's, uh, it's climbing have back to go up back there. And it's really yeah. been a long time. I know in the 1970s, yeah. 5.3% would be terrific, but yeah, even in the early eighties, that would have been great. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I remember double digits. So yes. And I know with your age, Tony, you, you remember oh. those, <laughs> you remember those years quite well. Oh, ouch. Shots fired. No, but I have to get Super you I have hurtful. to get you no. back because I know the Vikings <laughs> know. had a good good Sunday. Vikings had a great great Sunday and uh the your Bears the Bears uh, of course did not. A pack squeaked one out, but uh we we uh the Vikings manhandled Seattle. Anyway, All right. so inflation inflation, wow. It's just it, it seems to be going out of control. And there there's a lot of um dissenting opinions on whether inflation is going to be ongoing or transitory, or meaning that it's not going to last very long. The head of the Federal Reserve, not the, the New York Federal Reserve, but the entire nation, he believes that inflation is only going to be short term. And if he's right, and I hope he is, that's going to have an extremely positive effect to the stock market. Uh, we're going to have to find out now some of this government stimulus spending, while it might help the economy and drive growth for the economy, I don't think it's going to be very helpful as it pertains to inflation. And we're right now, we're already terribly short on supplies. Uh, we have ships at sea that are not getting over here to the United States. We have a lot of products from China that are in short supply. Um, if, you're, if you went and shopped this past weekend for bottled water, if you're a person who buys bottled water, take a look at the shelves. Um, terribly low right now. And we're, we're yeah, seeing this all is. over I the place. I noticed that. Yeah. It's, I noticed that. It's like we're going back to the beginning of the pandemic where people are buying up a whole bunch of products, but that's not the case. It's because we're short on so many there's different products. There's a supply issue. Well, there's a supply issue across the board. That's right. It's not just water. It's it's a lot of things. And the price of things like, I mean, go try to rent a car right now and look at the price. That's right. Or buy a house and look at yeah, the price. Yeah, I just did. It was terrible. I, yeah, it's going Rent through the, the Renting roof. a car right now is a big hassle. Um, car rental, you might as well just go put a down payment on a cheap used car and drive it around for a yes, while. Yes, you might as well. And then, I mean, honestly, that was my experience. Um, yeah, that was my experience too. Our family went this summer to Colorado for a week. We were there a week 
and we rented a vehicle and not a big one, a small SUV. Had to fit all of us, had to hold five people. So it was a midsize SUV, I guess I'd say. And it was, the, I, I can't even begin, the price was outrageous. I mean, it was it was double what it should have been or what it was probably six months prior. Yes. Well, what could hurt stocks is people pull back on their spending because of higher prices and for shortages of the products that they're looking for. But then sure. there's another school of thought that says, you know, if you expect inflation to continue to rise over time, you'd be wiser to spend that money now because it's going to be only more expensive in the future. So I think it's really going to be dependent upon do the majority of Americans think inflation is going to be long term or they can think it's going to be short term. And I really do hope most people feel it's short term, although I'm not all that confident because that could have a huge effect right there on stocks. And I know you had mentioned about taxes. Right now, we're still in the planning stages of taxes. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Now, some of the talk about that could have a bad effect for stocks, especially that financial transaction tax, that could have a huge effect on stocks because that could ratchet up fees for a lot of investors. So they'll be less mindful of of making changes to their stock accounts. And they may want to pull from the market right now before the, the financial transaction tax goes into play. And then there's so many other taxes that could come up. And I know you and I talked about this on a previous podcast. Well, yeah, we have. We've we've talked about this quite a bit and and but I mean it is so important and it's a big, you know, it's a big part of uh, the key economic factors out there that we're talking about. Yes. And then, you know, we had this unemployment stimulus that went about and I don't begrudge, you know, individuals in this country when they were laid off and it was they was completely out of their control. The government shutdowns plus their employer made the decision to lay people off and they're in significant turmoil, uh, not having an opportunity to find a job in their own field. And I, I, I seriously empathize for so many Americans who have taken the hard, uh, took it on the shoulder here when it came to this pandemic. And so I know I understand why the stimulus was done. Normally the state will provide a certain amount per week for unemployment benefits, but then this, the federal government got involved, something it had not done before, and added a couple of hundred dollars extra per month. So for a lot of people in the $13 an hour to upwards of $17 an hour, the unemployment benefits were around the same, if not higher for some of those individuals than if they went back to work. So naturally, now there's the less incentive to go back to work. It's, a, it's supposed to end right around now for these unemployment benefits. And for a lot of states, that's gonna end. But I think for a lot of states, including the state I was just visiting, California, they're gonna extend it and they're gonna increase their state unemployment insurance. Uh, and that could have a, a um, significant problem with um, actually with inflation because employers yeah. are going to have to raise their prices yep. to make up for the higher extra wages that they're going to be needing to pay these people to get them to come back to work. Obviously, it's great. Higher wages, good thing. But at the point right now where employers are just trying to get back on their feet, it's not the right time to be doing this in my estimation here. Um, the federal government is still kicking this around. Are they going to you know, do this in part of their stimulus? Uh, package to include an extension of unemployment. And uh, I would hope at this point, because when you look at the unemployment rate right now, 
it's down to 5.2%. Historically, Tony, that's a really good unemployment rate. Now, before the pandemic, we were at a 3.5% unemployment rate, which is historically fantastic. Uh, and is the question is, is that the new bar now that we have to do everything and anything just to get down to a three and a half percent unemployment rate? Or do we look at this and say, you know what, right now we're in pretty decent footing here and that that unemployment benefit may not be the right course of action to take when you consider um, inflation's effect. And the fact is that we've spent an awful lot of money already on this pandemic, and it has caused uh, a high amount of debt at the federal government level. Well, yeah, the <laughs> the debt, uh, the national debt, that debtclock.org website, that'll if you want to if you want to just have nightmares tonight and not be able to sleep, just go go to debtclock.org or usdebtclock.org. Yes, it's, it's not for oh. the faint of heart when you look no, at that. It, it, it isn't. Our debt is crazy. And, and especially after, you know, over the last, you know, how many, three years or two and a half years or two years, we've been, we've spent what, six trillion on stimulus and, you know, and some of that was good and, and it helped out, but it, you know, we've kicked the can down the road. We're going to have to cover some of this, you know, uh, how to pay for social security and keep that solvent. And, uh, where does the money come that for all the stimulus? That's uh, that's a big question. Yeah, right? money just unfortunately doesn't grow on trees, and at some point it's going to have to be paid for. Right now, it's being financed by investors who feel comfortable enough or confident enough in the U.S. government to continue to fund that. The Federal Reserve has taken a big uh, emphasis on covering it artificially through uh, stimulus, or they call it quantitative easing. They are talking about pulling back on that. So it's going to have to be made up by private individuals, uh, large financial institutions, charitable trusts, and then also foreign governments also make up a good chunk. Uh, At least a third of of the federal debt is held by foreign governments. So if they can't pick up that slack, interest rates go higher, could be a big problem. Now, all of a sudden, overnight, the interest we pay on the debt becomes our biggest program in Washington. And that's something I hope we don't have to face here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you and me both. And I I think that's, uh, that's really uh, something. Now, where do we go from here? Well, the, the, the big question right now, historically speaking, is, is the stock market overpriced? And at this point, when you look at the we call it the P.E. ratio, Tony, the price per share divided by earnings per share of the total stock market. We're way over our t- typical average, which means the prices of the stock market are much higher than corporate earnings. And part of this is because of the pandemic. But before the even the pandemic, we were getting very pricey in the stock market because interest rates and other places where you could put your money just wasn't very attractive. But there's going to be a come a point in time where once investors have other choices, especially if economic news isn't good on top of that, we're going to see a pullback here. The stock market has done incredibly well over the last 12 plus years. And, you know, downturns are a natural part of this process. And I think it's important for investors to decide, you know, how much of your money should be into the stock market? What types of stocks should you own right now? How much of it should be in bonds? How about about alternative assets like precious metals, real estate investment trusts? We get into a number of areas 
when you talk to an investment advisor, annuities could come into play. Um, number of other things. Do, should you have all of your eggs in the stock market? So if you're wondering this, if you're not feeling completely confident right now, you should pick up the phone and call an investment advisor. Our firm, uh, this is what we do for a living. We're not a high pressure sales organization. A good investment advisory firm is there to be helpful, not make you feel like you're being sold something. And putting together a good financial plan, working with that partner, uh, they can give you a good idea as to how much of your nest egg should be in stocks or equivalent risk assets and how much should be in safer waters. And right now, when you consider the stock market is up for the year, considering all of the, the challenges that we face right now, the best time to look to make perhaps changes is now and not after a stock market downturn occurs. So if where do we go from there? I would suggest that this is the best time possible start talking to a financial advisor. And the other thing is, if we assume taxes are going to rise, tax planning needs to be a part of that process. I've been doing a lot of Roth IRA conversions for my clients, showing them how much more money they can save over time. Whether taxes go up or down, a lot of times these Roth conversions can be very, very helpful as you get older. And then if taxes rise, which I'm anticipating is going to happen, um, at the very least by 2026, when the Trump tax plan is due to expire, I think we can get out and get some control over this. Uh, but you can't do that if you sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Right. That's true. You can't sit on the sidelines. You have to have a plan in place to deal with this moving forward. So how do our listeners get that set up? How do they uh, schedule that complimentary consultation with. Well, that's where I would just have uh, callers. If if you're in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number. Call us at two six two seven two nine forty one and twenty eight to set up that appointment. If you're in Illinois, our McHenry office number is eight one five three three one eight zero nine six, and we're here to help. We can put together a financial plan for you. Uh, we won't charge you for that initial consultation. If you mentioned you heard that through our podcast, we'll be happy to sit down with you without any charge whatsoever. And I can show you, you know, how that may benefit you to maybe make some changes to your investment strategy. Or maybe you're wondering, geez, can I retire right now, given what's going on? And I could tell you based on your circumstance, when would be the best time to do it? How do you use your investment accounts more efficiently when you consider taxes? How do you stretch your dollar out throughout your lifetime to make sure you don't run out of money or other objectives that you might have? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so give that phone number and web address one more time. Okay, so Wisconsin, our phone number is 262-729-4128. Illinois, our number is 815-331-8096. Or our website, you can visit us at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. All right. Sounds great. Well, I really appreciate it, Jim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Crayman Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.